Kedushin, Perik Base, Mishnah Gimel, 2-3, and the mission really is continuing on to the previous topic, um, which is, and here really is the Chiddush of our Mishnah over here in a nutshell, if Kedushin is to occur, there has to be this agreement ahead of time, the meeting of the minds prior to the transaction and the Maisa Kenyan, like we said before. That means that there could be certain terms and conditions. If there are terms and conditions that either he or she puts forth, and then it turns out that they're not true, he, you know, he says that I'm a Kohen, but actually he isn't a Kohen. If there's a good reason to think, even a reasonable reason to think, that the woman could have cared about that, therefore she wouldn't have agreed, presumably at the time to, of the Maisa Kenyan. Therefore, it's called the Mekach Taos. The transaction was made in, under false pretenses, and it's not binding, and the marriage isn't binding at all. So our mission is going to basically say that if he says to her that you're, let's get married on condition that and fill in the blank. There are numerous blanks being filled in in the Mishnah. So then, even if if it turns out that's not true, the terms that he was saying or the promise he was making, so then even if she would claim later on, you know, I don't actually care about that, I would have married him anyways, it doesn't matter. The marriage wasn't binding. The Kedushan isn't a Kedushan. She wouldn't even need a get. They have to start again from scratch. Okay, so the mission says inside, Almanas Sha'ani Kohen Venimta Levi. If a person says to a woman, be married to me by taking this ring on condition that I'm a Kohen. And it turns out he's not a Kohen. He's, let's say, he's a lady. So it could be that she wants to marry a man who's a Kohen because a Kohen has certain yuchas, certain standing. It's a, it's a you know point of pride to be married into a Kohen family. And therefore, we can presume that she would object. And similarly, Levi Venimsa Kohen, if he says, marry me because I'm a Levi, and it turns out he's not a Levi, he's a Kohen, well, she might object that as well because... A reasonable person might think, listen, it's all very nice to be married to a Kohen family, but Kohanim are subject to various restrictions in terms of Tuma and Tahara, ritual purity, etc., and therefore I'd rather not be involved in that. So if he said he's a Kohen but he isn't, or a Levi and he isn't, so then, as we'll see in the Mishnah shortly, the marriage isn't binding. Now, just to make sure it's clear here, it doesn't have to be the case where he actually intended to trick her. It could be, for example, he thought he was a Cohen, and then after she accepts the ring and before the wedding comes around or whatever, you know, his father says, listen, I got bad news for your son. Actually, you're not a Cohen. I tricked you or something. So he wasn't the one who was doing The husband wasn't the one who was doing the tricking. The bottom line is the terms of the marriage weren't um, met, and therefore the marriage wouldn't be binding, again, even if she says she wouldn't care. Okay. Furthermore, Nasin Venimta Mamzer, if he says, marry me, on condition that I am a Nasin, and it turns out he's not a Nasin, he's a Mamzer. Or he says, Mamzer, marry me on condition I'm a Mamzer, and it turns out he's a Nasin. So a Mamzer is a person who is uh, Jewish, but his parents were a union that was forbidden by the Torah under penalty of Karis, um, or it could be his grandparents, anyone in that chain. So a strongly forbidden marriage. Um, so like an incest or something like that. So that child is a mamzer, and a mamzer may not marry into the basic, the primary Jewish population. A mamzer could, however, marry certain people, like, for example, a convert, a Jewish convert could marry a mamzer. A nasin is a descendant of these people, the Givonim, they tricked uh, Joshua back in the day, and subsequent to that, they're forbidden to marriage into the Jewish people, and um, but they could marry into... They could marry into, like, a convert as well. So the point is, if the man says that he's a Nasin, and really he's not a Nasin, he's a Mamzer, so his prospective wife, let's call her the convert woman, um, 
wouldn't be married to him because she thought she's getting nasin and really she's getting a mamzer. She might want a nasin because, um, you know, a mamzer is better in as much as he's got, you know, Jewish, regular Jewish parents, as opposed to nasin who comes from non-Jews. But maybe since she's a convert, she'd prefer to have her husband who also comes from converts so that the husband doesn't sort of lord over her. Similarly, if he says ben ir, he says he should, they should be married on condition that he is a resident of a town. Venimza ven krach. It turns out actually he's from a krach, which is a big city. Or if he says ben krach, marry me on condition I'm from a big city. Venimza ven ir. It turns out he's actually from a smaller town. Again, it's not going to work because a reasonable person, will, or excuse me, a reasonable person might say, I want to marry someone who lives in the big city because there I can get, you know, my exotic goods. Um, the definition of a crock base is that it has like marketplaces and people come to bring wares to it. On the flip side, if you live in the big city, it's crowded. Uh, you haven't got the green space. Maybe she wants to have, be part of a town, an ear where she has more space and fresh air, etc. Amanasha basi karav rachok. If he says, marry me on condition that my house is close to the bathhouse, and it turns out it's not so close. Or if he says rachok, he says, marry me because my house is far from the bathhouse. Venimza karov, it turns out actually that he lives quite close to the bathhouse. It, both those, again, would make the marriage not binding because the person could reasonably say, listen, I want to be close to the bathhouse. It's convenient. I like to shower every day. They never running water back then. So having a next door shower, so to speak, would be very convenient. On the flip side, the air on the bathhouse isn't great. They have these fires burning to keep things warm and so on. So a person could say, I want to be at a distance. The privacy, the fresh air suits me better. If the husband says, I have a daughter, or I have a uh, a slave girl who can like do, she's like a hairdresser. So then, if it turns out he actually doesn't, or on the flip side, he says, or he says he has no daughter, or he has no slave girl um, who's a hairdresser, but it turns out he does. In both those cases, again, it's not binding because a woman might want to have a stepdaughter. She can help with the household chores. Or maybe she wouldn't want to have a stepdaughter because that messed up her privacy. Uh, she, again, may want to have a slave girl who is a hairdresser because that can have like a passive income for her so that she can have more money to spend. On the flip side, if the slave girl's acting as a hairdresser, she'll be, you know, telling the gossip of what goes on in her home, which the prospective wife might not like. Um, if he says on condition I have sons, but he doesn't, or he says he doesn't have sons, but he does, again, a reasonable person might want to have extra stepsons because they can help around the house. She might not want to have stepsons because then they can, you know, maybe mess up, you know, marital harmony. Maybe they're going to be difficult teenagers. Who knows? In all those cases, uvachulam. Everything we set up to now. Even if she says, listen, it's true that he said, marry me on condition that, one of the things we said before. Um, and it's true that it wasn't true. But nevertheless, she says, in my heart, I wouldn't care. I don't care if he's a lady or a Cohen or a mom's or a Nussin or has a kid or doesn't have a kid. I want to marry him for him. So then, even so, she's not married. The reason is because... It could be assumed that a reasonable person might object to these false pretenses. And that being the case, we have a rule which is that devarim should believe enam devarim. If a person is thinking about something in his heart, in his mind, but not expressing it out loud, they don't have legal significance. And therefore, maybe it's true, maybe it isn't true that, that uh, she wouldn't care. But since she didn't say she doesn't care, 
all we can see by the witnesses watching this is he says marry me on condition that X is true and X isn't true. Therefore, she's not married. Same goes the other direction. If it's the bride, the would-be bride, who made certain commitments, terms, conditions on the marriage, she promised that she is a something, and she actually isn't a something, and that is the kind of something that the husband might object to if it's not true. So then they're not married, even if he says, I didn't care. Still, if she said it was the case and it wasn't the case, and a reasonable person might object to it not being true, then the marriage isn't binding, and they'd have to do Kedushin all over again.